Konnichiwa, hola, sanbonani, and greetings. Welcome to Bible Talk with Mozitando. Uh, greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Uh, today is the beginning of our three-part series titled, Grey Does Not Exist. And it is quite a long series, so that's why we're dividing it into three parts. We have actually tried to teach this into one, um, making it a one lesson and it just became too, too long, uh, two hours kind of long. So to make sure that you get the most out of it, that you don't sleep, you know, part way through and you miss some things because we will be discussing and talking about a lot of things and also going through a lot of scriptures. But before we actually uh, get into that, I'll just like to introduce the topic to maybe the people who are uh, who, who this is their first time listening to me, uh, the first time even you know hearing me talk about this gray thing. The gray doesn't exist. Some people might have heard me you know touch on it on various other teachings. So for the fir- for the people that uh, this is their first time actually listening to me, I'll let me first. Uh, just introduce the topic to you and then we're gonna uh, get a deep dive uh, on, a, on the topic exactly on the following two lessons lesson two and lesson three and at the end of it all we will pray and you know, ask God to help us to retain everything that we have learned so that we can actually change our lives for the better alright so we know colors right you know colors, you know green, you know blue, you know them, you know you know colors. And back in crash or kindergarten, elementary school, depending on where they taught you this, um, they used to tell you that you know we have the primary colors, and when you mix the two primary colors, a third color appears. And uh, I can make an example of mixing a yellow and blue, was it? And then we get green. So then green becomes the secondary color. And so today we'll be talking about now these two colors, black and white. And black and white is a term that has been that is used, you know, uh, a lot. Uh, talking about good and evil, right and wrong, right? So black and white. And when you mix those two colors together, you get gray. You get this gray area. And our topic for the entire series is gray does not exist. Let me clarify. The reason why gray does not exist is in the scripture, when you read the word of God, it makes it clear over and over again that it's either white or it's black. There is no middle ground. There is no relationship, there is no marriage that can be had between good and evil. Sounds simple enough, isn't it? But it's not quite so simple when you look at our world today. Because in our world today, we have seemed to all sort of, um, we are in this gray area. The world we're living in, you know, it's day by day is accepting this gray area. You might have had people say, it's not that simple. It's not just black and white. It's a bit more complicated than that. 
you know, talking about different kinds of topic. And it really is not. If it's not white, it is black. And the scripture makes it, you know, clear on that part. But then we have introduced rationalization. We have introduced reasoning. So we reason with situations, you know, where um, we take into account a lot of things. And then it leads to confusion down the line. Than us not knowing what is right and what is wrong. And it is this gray area that is the problem. Because in this gray area, you can't really take apart white and take apart black. Because they've been blended together. And this gray area has affected a lot of things. Today, uh, In this series, we're going to focus primarily on the church. The preachings on the church, the way that we preach in the pulpit, ministers, teachers and preachers, evangelists and whatnot. We have sort of morphed our, our, our message to become this, um, you know, politically correct message that can sort of please everyone, you know. There are many churches out there that do not preach um, too harshly on certain things, you know, because what they're seeking after the numbers, they want more people to come in. There, there, are many, there are many ways that we sort of water down the message so that it can, be, it can appeal to a larger crowd. We live in a day where we actually have uh, openly gay ministers, preachers. We live in a world where dating, you know, how to date, you know, uh, tips about dating, dating advice has been given in churches. We live in a world where a young uh, we can take three girls dressed the same, and I would ask you which one is going to church, which one is going to a nightclub, and which one is a prostitute. You will not be able to tell from the makeup, the dress, and everything. You will not be able to tell because this gray area makes it possible for Satan and all his evil ways to blend in comfortably. So now, it is not just, you know, um, you cannot just be so sure that if I go to the house of the Lord, I will find the Lord there. Because the house of the Lord has become this gray area. Anything is possible. Alright. So, going through the word of God, we, we, re we realize that gray does not exist. Uh, let me share something with you. I was watching the television the other day. I gospel music channel and they were playing gospel music they claim but this video was so you know <laughs> um, they were singing the lyrics the beats and uh, uh, not, um, not not the lyrics but the beats and the vibe and everything the way that people were dressed and everything they were in this this room this dark room there was smoke lights colors and everything it that entire scene exuded nightclub you know vibes the lyrics they had got there and there but everything just exuded nightclub vibes and from that same channel came another show they talked about what do you do if the if if, if you're in a relationship with a person of a different faith there, there's a lot that I got from that and you can see all these people 
that they are in love with the world. They love the world. And I'm not saying they love the world because they came and told me they love the world. I am taking that from, their, from what they are exhibiting in front of me. They are so in love with the world. There is no such thing, I'm sorry to say this, there is no such thing as Christian hip-hop. You see, this gray area we're talking about today, it is that middle ground, that compromise that we are making in today's world. That yes, I love hip-hop, but I'm not actually, I'm not totally rejecting Christ. So then I will try to mix the two together. I do want to go into his kingdom, but I don't really want to change. I don't really want to let go of my own things. Hallelujah. And then we create, we, for, we, we formulate this gray area. And it is so grand. You know, I was, I was uh, listening to, a, uh, I was actually reading a promotion of a gospel event, you know, music event. And in the venue that was picked for that event, they were selling alcohol. And it's in the advert. You know what? You know what? Alcohol, alcohol drinks are available. And everything. And you know. That, that is the gray area I'm talking about. It's it, the, the gospel. The truth. The word of God. Is no longer being presented as white as it is. And. You know, if it was that way, then every person will actually understand and know that if I want to go into that world, I really need to let go of everything. Sacrifice all the things that I love to go into that other side, right? But it, that seems not to be the case. So we are in this, this gray area. We were talking about that in this series, um, going through various, various scriptures. So please stay tuned. Um... Please stay tuned and listen and study. Make sure you have your notebook, you have your Bible, because we are going to study a lot of scriptures. Alright. For this intro, let's go read Revelation chapter 3 verse 15 to 18. The last book in the Bible, the book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 15 and 18. So we have the letters there, not really letters. They, okay, I guess they are scrolls or whatever. But we have Jesus Christ. Uh, addressing the churches there. So we're going to read the address that Christ made um, to the church of uh, Laodicea. Okay? And that is Revelation chapter 3, verse, we're going to read from verse 15 to 18. Let me read it. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. Hallelujah. So now Christ is addressing this church and is saying, I know your deeds, I know your work, I know what you have done, hallelujah. But in your works, in everything that you do, you are neither hot nor cold, hallelujah. And Christ is saying, I wish, Christ is saying, I wish you were either one. I wish you were either one. I wish you were hot. And all in for God. And all in for the ministry. And all in for the gospel. Hallelujah. As how we were supposed to. How, how we are supposed to be. Hallelujah. Or cold if you are cold. Revel in your North Pole temperatures. Revel, be a sinner if you are a sinner. 
know what you are. Hallelujah. Verse 16 says, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. It is very deep. That is very deep. So, this gray area that we are in, this gray area that we are, that we are embracing, this compromise that we are making in our lives, that yes, we love, we love the Lord, but, you know, I need, I need my time, to, you know, to hang out with the girls, or to hang out with the guys, you know, just, just, you know, remove some of the stress. And you, 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 you do things in that time. You know, God will understand that, you know what, I am bored. God will understand that these are different times. We make all these compromises with the gospel. We make all these compromises with the word of God. And here Christ is addressing a church and is telling them that, you know what, you are neither hot nor cold. And I wish you were one or the other. But because you are lukewarm, you are a mixture of both. You are a bit of this and a bit of that. You are good for nothing. And I will just beat you out. Great does not exist. The compromises that the devil is making you uh, that is making you make each and every day. They are a trap from the enemy to lead you straight to hell. They are a, they are the highway to hell. They are the highway to condemnation. Damnation. You know, the harshness of judgment. And we are embracing it so much, this gray area, because we refuse to repent. Our refusal to repent is what's making the enemy, you know, it's what's making the enemy so powerful. This trap of the enemy is so powerful because we refuse to repent. And we refuse to repent so much that if a preacher or a teacher comes before you and preaches and preaches and teaches the truth that goes against your sinful nature, that goes against the, your worldly values, you move away from that person. And, and you find a person that will support your filth. You find a church, you find a group of fake Christians that will support your nonsense. Today we, we live in a world where we have something called uh, progressive Christianity. Kind of music we call contemporary gospel. Where we are not so legalistic if they say. And here I'm not talking about legalism. I'm talking about the truth. If you are not of God, you are not of God. Plain and simple. If it's not white, it's black. If it's not good, it's bad. Hallelujah. Let's continue reading. Verse 17. You say I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. So now this is what this church is saying. They say that they are rich and they have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. That's another misconception that the devil has planted in our minds. We are judging success in this world by the amount of wealth the person has. We judge goodness, if a person is good or not, by the amount of money that they have or they're making. The amount of impact. We have, you know, making an example. Let me just say people like 
um, who is this lady, Cardi B, making an example. She donates money to some Mexican uh, school or whatever. And then, according to the mindset of this world, she is good. But what she does, what she preaches, her music, is filth, 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 filth. So, what I'm trying to highlight here, is that acquiring wealth of this world, is not an indicator of goodness. Hallelujah. It's not an indicator of goodness. And all this would be clear and will not be confusing to people if people were actually seeking after the truth. If people if people actually wanted to know what good is, what righteousness is, what white is. But because we are so comfortable in this gray area, we are comfortable in you know supporting great um, actions and works of the enemy because we don't really know what white is we, 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 we are our foot is not firmly established in the truth our lives, our minds, our hearts do not know the truth Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says my people perish because of their lack of knowledge I love it when it continues where it says that they have rejected my knowledge. We have rejected the knowledge of God. We have, we have rejected his instructions and teachings. That's why we find ourselves in this gray area. That's why we have young men and women. Beautiful voices. They can sing and do everything. But they are drowning in sin and in filth. Because this world accepts it. Let's continue reading. This is Christ now addressing the church. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, so you can become rich, and white clothes to wear, so that you can cover your shameful nakedness, and salve to put on your eyes, so you can see. Hallelujah. God is now introducing to this wealthy church. Is inviting them to the things of the heavens. Inviting them to the true wealth. The true wealth of the heavens. Hallelujah. White clothes to wear. White again. Here comes this white. Because. You can prosper in this life by doing evil things. Drug dealers make a lot of money. Corrupt, corrupt politicians drive the fanciest cars. And if you as a believer, you judge yourself being in the right standing with God according to the, to the, to the success you are having in your maybe financial life. Christ is saying here, you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, Poor, blind, and naked. The enemy has clothed you. The enemy has allowed for things to manifest in your life so that you can be comfortable in this gray area. The gray area that does not exist in the kingdom of God. Because if it is not white in the kingdom of God, it is not of God. Sin was the barrier for us 
to enter the kingdom of God. That's why God made the sacrifice, um, the choice to sacrifice himself in Christ so that our sins can be washed away. So that even our sins can be read as crimson, they can be made as white as snow. Because to be in the kingdom of God, you need to be white as snow. You need to be good. You need to do right and know right. Hallelujah. Alright. Um, let me read this last verse. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. Let me, let me repeat that. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. The entirety of this series, it is not just to teach us of what we are doing wrong, but it is to make us realize that there is no compromise of goodness. There is no compromise in righteousness. There is no compromise in right and wrong. There is no relationship between light and darkness. Hallelujah. There is no marriage. There is no agreement between Satan and, and, and our Lord Jesus. There is no agreement there. It does not exist in the heavens. It should not exist here. It should not exist in your life. May God's will in heaven be done here on earth in us by us. Verse 19. Jesus Christ is saying, Those whom I love I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Before it's too late. As we're going to continue with this teaching. It is a call to repent. Great does not exist. There is no compromise in goodness. God bless you.